The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome into the early line. We are live right here on Sportsbook on a beautiful Thursday morning that marks the open of the NFL season. I am Kevin Walsh, and I'm joined, as always, by Donnie Wrightside. Donnie, how are you? Over my neck of the woods, Kevin, it is rainy. It is thunderstorms outside. But as you just said, it is a glorious morning here on a Thursday because the NFL is back in our lives tonight. Where, what better place to be, Kevin? Right here right now in the early line, setting the table and getting everybody ready with their coffee for some NFL action tonight. We are going to break that game down in its entirety. There are important NFL news and notes to get to. Some interesting odds boost being offered on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But we jump it off right away with our 7-7 seven and seven top headlines here. And again, NFL opening night. Cowboys, Bucks, Tampa laying 8.5 points. A total right now at 51.5. The defending Super Bowl champions going against America's team. Yep, Dak Prescott says he's ready. Well, he better be ready tonight for Todd Bowles' defense. You're going to get the pageantry. You're going to get the opening salvos. You're going to get the promos all day long getting you ready for this game. And, oh, yeah, one team's going to get their rings in front of their home crowd. Tonight should be an electric atmosphere down in Florida. I can't wait for this game. Like It's almost like sometimes when you wake up for the Super Bowl, it's like, man, we got to wait all day long for this game. It feels good. Let's enjoy the moment because it's coming close. And again, you've got two really interesting teams. Of course, the defending Super Bowl champs, Tom Brady, all that. The Cowboys. We think about what they were last year when Dak was there. It's been a long time, really, since we've seen Dak swing it around. The player props for this game are fascinating. Again, we will get to all of that. Some other top NFL headlines to get to, though. The Chargers will square off with the Washington football team this week. This game is a pick right now. Perhaps things could move more towards Washington if Austin Eckler misses this game yesterday, Donnie. He missed practice with a hamstring injury. Yeah, hamstring injuries for guys like running backs that are built on speed, quickness, and cutting. That is a devastating thing because he is a big part of their offense. Even though he's small in stature, an absolute guy that can dominate a football game out out of the backfield catching passes, but also in the same football game as well. Some injuries are lurking for the Washington football team as well. Curtis Samuel looked like he tweaked his groin, which he's been having trouble with all camp long. Two major injuries before week one here. Hey, get used to it. Yeah, again, probably a lot of people thinking, oh, week one, everybody fully healthy. (laughs) Absolutely not. And, of course, we'll make sure all those important notes are given to you when we break those games down tomorrow, Football Friday. Very, very excited for that. Also excited to see that Carson Wentz, a full participant at practice today. The Colts win total, Donnie, finally crossing over the 8.5 threshold to a flat 9 now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Value, value, value. And we'll see where this line ends up by game time here now that Wentz has been the announced starter. Not a lot of movement here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Still sitting at a three-point number. So a home dog for the Colts opening up Frank Reich's 2021 season. A lot of eyeballs on Carson Wentz, and certainly deservedly so. We haven't seen much of him, Kevin. Is he going to be ultra healthy and athletic in game one? Or is he going to be more passive-aggressive and hope we can manage the football game and try to beat Seattle? Should be a good one on Sunday. Really excited to see that. We know Wentz without T.Y. Hilton for that game. Again, all signs indicate that Carson Wentz will now be playing. Excited to see what some of his player props look like. A lot of interesting notes for that game. We bring the radio audience into the fold here. Appreciate all those who are listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you on the NFL opening day Thursday right here on the grid. Some key Major League Baseball headlines, one that I hate to see, but you got to give them credit to Toronto Blue Jays. 
Jays digging themselves out of a hole. Winners of seven consecutive games, Donnie. Unbelievable stuff. And there's ebbs and flows in baseball. When you see all the Yankees win a thir- have a 13-game win streak, you figured, okay, let's just ride it out. You know, 500 here over the next two weeks. Keep your spot here in the wild card race. Well, they lost a wild card spot. Now sit in the second, not the first wild card position. And right behind them, the Toronto Blue Jays, one and a half games back. Seattle Mariners, two and a half games back. And look at that. The Blue Jays, nine and one in the last 10. How about those New York Yankees? Two and eight in their last 10. Losers of five straight games outrageousness once lost a absolute lock for the Yankees to make the playoffs no longer there Kevin no longer there not at all also for Toronto six of these seven wins against either the Athletics or the Yankees that is how you make up ground one team it turns out it could be impossible to make up ground on the San Francisco Giants as Donnie they are officially the first team to hit the 90 win mark this season Absolutely, and now sit two games ahead of the Los Angeles Dodgers. But look at me, calm, cool, collected. About three mm-hmm. weeks left in the season, maybe more like two and a half weeks. Dodgers are still going to overtake them, Kevin. I've been saying it all summer, and I'm not going to give up on it now. The odds, though, are dropping a little bit. We saw the Dodgers around yeah. that minus 230 price. It's now minus 130 on the FanDuel Sportsbook here. Also, we talk about that NL wildcard race. The Cincinnati Reds trying to hold serve. An awful result for them as they drop a series to the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, look how this one lines up, right? The Padres in that second wildcard position, one game behind the Cincinnati Reds, three for the Philadelphia Phillies, three and a half for the Cardinals, four and a half for the Mets. And an interesting night also in the NL East as the top three teams in that division all took losses. Here we go, back into September, never a dull moment. Last headline here, Novak Djokovic continues his run through the U.S. Open. Donnie, right now a minus 160 favorite to win the whole thing. Let's go, Novak. Band odds boost. We are depending on you out here, and I know you will get it done. Got to bring home those odds boosts. But when we come back right here on the early line, we're talking Bucks, we're talking Cowboys. NFL opening night. Let's get into it. Live on Lions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line, Kevin Walsh from Johnny Wright's side of it. You can't stop smiling, jazzed up about it. Bucks, Cowboys, NFL opening night here. The Tampa Bay Bucks are the defending Super Bowl champions. They are laying eight and a half points. And that's where I want to start this conversation, Donnie, because again, we're going to kind of break this game down from every which way, every, you know, different angle that people are going to approach this. And you've got a Bucks team where they are off of this Super Bowl run, but they brought back 
nearly all of their key contributors. It feels like every single starter return for this football team. And the fact that they were able to do what they did last year in year one of Tom Brady is a big reason why people are so fearful that this team is going to make this kind of a run once again. It looks like it will be, and also an astounding statistic tonight, which is unfathomable, it seems like, in the NFL, Kevin. Did you know that Tom Brady will be starting his 300th career regular season game tonight at quarterback? Regular season. He's probably played a couple full seasons of playoff games on top of that. So just the fact that he's coming back at this age with a built team once again to make a Super Bowl run is incredible. And we've talked about it many times, Kevin, in the offseasons. When a team wins a Super Bowl, Everybody feels their worth goes up 50% of what it was just before the season that had previously started. Everybody wants to get paid. So if you have 10, 15 free agents, you probably lose half of them because, hey, Super Bowl champion, yep, let's bring them to our team here. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be a wide receiver, an offensive lineman, a defensive tackle, it doesn't matter. Everybody came back to the Buccaneers. Everybody got paid. Everybody got vaccinated, including, including the coaching staff. You can't have a better offseason. Remember Tom Brady wearing the knee sleeve over the past couple years because his knee was a little bit banged up? Yeah, he finally got that addressed and cleaned it up and says it's never felt better than over the past five to six years. So I'm led to believe that Tom Brady is coming back healthier this year with a full-go football team, second year into the regime regime of Tom Brady, who last year just parachuted into Tampa Bay and just won a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's amazing stuff for Tampa Bay. When you talk about teams maybe with that little lull of getting and winning the Super Bowl, getting fat and happy, it doesn't feel like Kevin Tampa Bay is fat and happy to me. It looks like they're about to go on another mission here. It's hard not to think that that won't be the case for this Tampa Bay team because also just the run that they went on to close out last season. I again, I I know that it, it's probably difficult to you know properly put every single thing into its context, but this team through twelve weeks last year was seven and five, and a lot of times Donnie when they would step up in class. It felt like they were stepping up in class. Maybe they weren't, the, you know, the top of the food chain in the way that they're viewed coming into this season. They hit a late bye. They ripped off four straight regular season wins to end it. And then, of course, they ripped off four consecutive wins in the postseason. What I think is really interesting about this Tampa Bay team, Donnie, as well as we come into the year, is you look at some of the numbers that they were putting up in those final four regular season games. You know, they were multiple games where Brady threw for four plus touchdowns he was routinely getting over 350 passing yards that insane Detroit Lions game where they won a game at half I mean they obliterated that Lions team but then you think a little bit about the playoff run and I get it he's the man he's the star Tom Brady Tom Brady but we know that was about that defense. We know that that defense went to another level, especially in the Super Bowl where their defensive front was really able to go to work here. And that's going to be a really interesting thing, I think, Donnie, to figure out when it comes to this football team here is how much is going to necessarily be on Brady's plate, someone who I think is tied for third best odds to an MVP, and how much of this is going to be about Todd Bowles and that defense. It, it's it's the perfect storm, as we like to say, because you're right. Like Tom Brady's saying all the right things. I'm feeling in the best shape of my life. Many people say that coming into the season. Sooner or later, father time is going to catch up, but it seems like it doesn't catch up on Tom Brady. But when you look at all those years in New England, you're buoyed by Bill Belichick, obviously a great defensive mind, one of the best, if not the best, coaches of all time in the NFL. But then you take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bruce Arians is a pretty creative offensive coordinator. Then you have Todd Bowles, one of the better defensive coordinators in the NFL. And then you give those both of those guys an absolute stacked offense. So Bruce Arians rotating in with Tom Brady. Hey, what do you think about this game plan here? Make a couple tweaks. And oh, yeah, all those years in New England where it seemed like it was Tom Brady throwing wide receivers open, as we like to say, that's no longer the case now. Look at the elite players that he has to deal with this year. Evans, Godwin, Brown, Gronkowski two capable running backs, a very good offensive line. And if things aren't clicking on offense, Kevin, you just pick it right up on defense, an elite defensive line, fast linebackers, mm -hmm. decent secondary, great defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles. What is not the like? Because you try to pick off, you know, bits and pieces of teams of where things could go wrong. And I guess the one thing you can say is, well, Tom Brady's not getting any younger, but it seems like he gets more weapons as he gets older. 
I don't know where to find the weaknesses. We'll find out tonight, and injuries can always creep into it. Some guys can't perform at the high level that they did last year, and it's hard to win back-to-back Super Bowls. One of the toughest things you can do. But Tampa Bay seems like they are stacked, Kevin, and ready to go here. And also, we, we know that in sports as a whole, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, even Major League Baseball, when you win at the highest level, that's getting through one threshold. Now that confidence builds up, right? And with all these guys being back, they will maintain that confidence about them. And, you know, one of the interesting things, and again, we're going to do a little bit more of the player prop stuff when we get to our number two and really be able to break them down in their entirety. But one thing that's going to be fascinating to me, Donnie, is the way these skilled players are deployed here. And perhaps on a game-to-game basis, betting props it could be a little bit difficult to find the edge and perhaps even if you're a fantasy player right or a dfs player which i'm sure a lot of you are it could be difficult to find that edge but for the bucks it's going to be tremendous because you have the rojo for net balance with giovanni bernard when he's fully healthy to be an elite pass catcher and would be no surprise to anybody if brady falls in love with Gio bernard and then you think about the receivers look old reliable gronk still in town But him and Mike Evans last year had immediate chemistry. Chris Godwin is probably still one of the more talented wide receivers in the league. And there's a lot of expectations, Donnie, that Antonio Brown with a full season in Tampa Bay, I'm not going to say gets back to the level that he once was because he once was by far and away the best wide receiver in this sport. But can AB go out there and be an unreal third option? No doubt. No, he certainly can. And also when you bring up players like Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement, coming down to Tampa Bay, it's like, hey, you know, maybe he's not the old Gronkowski. You know who shows up in big games? Guys that are used to being in big games, Gronkowski, a couple touchdowns in the Super Bowl last year. And sometimes we forget, Kevin, this is a better version to me of Tampa Bay even than they were last year. I mean, we want to think that they won the Super Bowl and somehow went 14-2 and in the regular season, home field advantage all the way throughout and cruised into the Super Bowl. That wasn't the case. They were road warriors. They did not win their division, went on the road three straight weeks, Washington, New Orleans, and then in Green Bay. Not the easiest places to win against some really elite talent. And then went to the Super Bowl and knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs. So if they got better as the year went on last year, if they start hot this year right off the bat and stay healthy the sky is the absolute limit here i'm excited to see what they do on the football field tonight but you can't have a better offseason and a better start to a campaign than say hey did you see how we finished last year now let's carry the momentum into this year and see what we can do with it and just to bring up some season long options on tampa bay while these things are still fresh and available for people they're plus 650 the second choice on the board to win the super bowl they are the favorites in the nfc at plus 300 good gap between them and the green bay packers and another team of course with an incredibly high win total and i will tell you win totals are going to come off of the board tonight for tampa bay and dallas 11 and a half minus 150 on the Bucks, so maybe some alternate numbers or things of that nature could be a little bit more appealing in that respect. We are going to be coming up against the break here. We'll circle back. Again, if you think Tampa Bay is interesting, in comes the Dallas Cowboys. What do you make of a team last year that had a guy that was on pace to throw for 7,000 yards? They couldn't beat anybody. Their defense looked like I'm pretty sure Donnie would put up 775 and at least a (laughs) score on an off day on it. But now they're all back. At one point, I think Zeke was RB2 on the Dallas Cowboys. There's tremendous weaponry across the field, and they're the favorites to win a division that everybody believes is going to be absolutely atrocious once again fascinating stuff we continue to break it all down after this quick break right here on the early line we are sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. The Bucks, the Cowboys, they are going to start it all off tonight. The NFL opening game of the year. We just talked about Tampa Bay getting a vibe for this team coming into this season. The expectations for the NFC favorites. Well, they are going up against the NFC East favorites in the Dallas Cowboys. A team that had a disaster season. Now, the Dak Prescott injury was certainly the main headline. Let's be honest, though. They were having a disaster season before Dak got injured, but a lot of people have decided to put that to the side there because Dak got hurt, and apparently they weren't 1-3 in in the football games that he started to finish before that injury. That's besides the point, though, because now Dallas comes into the year with Dak Prescott fully healthy, no concerns. Nope, that's also not true. Donnie? We don't know what's wrong with Dak because we all thought we were going to have to worry about the massive leg injury that he went through, the ankle injuries to be more specific. But now we're worried about his shoulder. I never want to worry about my quarterback's shoulder coming into the season here. We are set up for once again another fascinating Dallas Cowboys season. It will be fascinating. Now, I have to say, over the past maybe two, two, two and a half weeks, because your mind races throughout the summer, what you think of football teams, what you don't think of football teams, how you think they're going to react to the season opening. And I want to say and make this point, Kevin, are we sitting out and missing what the Dallas Cowboys actually are? Because I preface this with say, well, what's Donnie talking about? Why does that make, doesn't seem like it makes much sense. All we're looking at the entire offseason, right? Dak Prescott's ankle is going to come back, struggled through training camp because he had, who knows if the ankle was bothering, but we do know the shoulder injuries sitting out for a week and a half. And, but he's proclaimed he's ready, had a good week of practice, so we can assume that he's ready for the season. Let me ask you this question, Kev, before we do like a deep dive into the Dallas Cowboys. Are we downgrading mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys just because they're playing Tampa Bay on opening night and nobody thinks they can beat them? And the, the question I want to ask you is if we have the Dallas Cowboys playing, not tonight but on Sunday, home against the Detroit Lions, are there better vibes mm-hmm. with the Cowboys here, Kevin? Yeah, I think there would have to be because they'd be favored. They'd get off on the right foot. You'd be like, ah, listen, Dak doesn't actually need to do all that much. See, that's one of the interesting things. You know, when you start to talk through tonight's game, right? Because you always have to kind of start to think about your game scripts when you're going through your player props. Ooh, I like Dak's yardage over because they're going to be trailing. He's going to be throwing the football a ton. Is that what they want? See, that's one of the interesting things to me, Donnie, too, is what is Dallas desire from their football team here again like to be some defensive first group last year they lost to the rams on on that sunday night game 20 to 17 they proceeded to give up 39 points 38 points 49 points and 34 points and 38 points in the next five football games i mean is it what they're what they're giving up 40 at night donnie that doesn't even make any sense If that continues, I almost don't know if the Dak Prescott stuff matters, but that's why I think, Donnie, to your point, the vibes are seemingly so low because we don't have that certainty on Dak Prescott. And Ezekiel Elliott's vibes weren't tremendous when we last saw him. And how many people think of Mike McCarthy outside of the guy that we, you know, our friend Dave Sherapan said put $20,000 on him to win coach of the year? How many people are excited about what Mike McCarthy's bringing to the table here? Oh, and by the way, 
Zach Martin, one of the few Cowboys players that won't split a room because we all know how phenomenal he is. Well, he's not in this game against a tremendous defensive line. And we saw what happened to the Kansas City Chiefs when they brought a banged-up offensive line to the party and tried to contend with Tampa Bay, Donnie. Yeah, it seems like they're going into a hornet's nest tonight because a lot of pageantry around there. The, you know, the ceremony comes out. Not to say that that has any effect because if anybody's ever played football at any level, once the football is kicked off, none of that stuff matters at all after play one. So when you're trying to see what the Dallas Cowboys' strengths and weaknesses are, obviously the defensive secondary is that weakness. But I do think, how do you mask a secondary and say, well, you know, we gave up a lot of, you know, yards last year, touchdowns and points, and you got to get usually have a track rate, a track meet if you're going to bet the Dallas Cowboys. But you did improve. Your defensive line should be pretty good to get pressure. You go and get Micah Parsons in the first round, who, if you're looking from a rookie who can produce, usually defensive ends are just rookies that are talented. And you say, hey, kid, go get the quarterback. They can approach double-digit sacks and make an immediate impact on your defense. And let's not forget, you're right, Zach Martin, Zach, Martin, excuse me, Zach Martin is going to be out tonight. It's still a decent offensive line, but you can match these skill position players up with anybody. Let's presume Dak Prescott is healthy. He's a very good quarterback. Zeke and Pollard in the backfield. That's a great combination. Wide receivers, Gallup, Lamb, and Cooper. You can match them up with just about every wide receiving core in the NFL. There are a lot of positives here for the Dallas Cowboys and also looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook here. You're right, Kevin. The NFC East. It's not really a toss-up. They're at plus 150. Number two, the Washington football team, they're down at plus 220. So I just feel like we're looking at the Dallas Cowboys just from a negative perspective. Yes, over the summer, we talked about Dak Prescott. Well, we don't really know what to expect, but if we can expect what we've seen pre-injury, that's a pretty good quarterback, and that's why they paid him all that money. So I want to come into this game with a clean slate by saying all those bad vibes around the Cowboys, it still has to play out. And just because you have a bad feeling about the Dallas Cowboys on opening night, if you don't want to bet them, the sports books out here are still telling you Dallas should be the favorite in this division, which means, Kevin, they're a good football team. And, and I think as well, it's, it's fair to have those hesitations because I just want to see Dak Prescott. See, I think it's very live. You know, you talk about moral victories. In the NFL, 17 games now up from 16. Moral victories, there's very few of them because you need to win so many games. But it's very live, Donnie, I think, for us to check in tomorrow morning, break this game down, and simultaneously say, boy, Tampa looked good. They're going to be a legitimate threat to repeat. Oh, and by the way, the Cowboys are the rightful favorites in the NFC East, and Dak Prescott's going to have himself a big season, and the Cowboys are going to have himself a big season. Now, Dak's the most important person in Dallas because the quarterbacks are always the most important. But Dan Quinn doesn't feel all that far behind. For the, you know, that he is now the defensive coordinator here in Dallas. And this is one of those things, Donnie, where does someone like Dan Quinn thrive in a role, right? Incredibly successful as the defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks, went over, became the head coach of Atlanta, and by the end of it, the bottom fell out and they were awful on the defensive side of the football and that's his calling card because now Dan Quinn is supposed to fix an, a defense that was just food last year, picked on routinely. This is a, you know, a coach in Dan Quinn who saw Tom Brady and this Tampa Bay Bucks team twice last year. One game they had a little bit of success, another game not so much. That, to me, you know, is that the flip, Donnie, the defense, or maybe... Not so much because not only is it Dak Prescott, but it's Zeke, it's Amari Cooper, it's CeeDee Lamb, it's Michael Gallup. Who cares? They'll score with anybody. Yeah, you're right. And, and sometimes, you know, the defense's best friend is a very good offense, but also, Kevin, an offense that is ball control. How do you mask a bad defense? Keep the football more on offense and continue to move the chains because the less time that your defense is out on the field, the better overall it is. But also sometimes, Kevin, you're a product of your environment. If your offense is very good, has quick strike ability that the Dallas Cowboys will have this year, you can't fault them, Kevin, for four plays, 72 yards in a touchdown, and your defense is right back out on the field. So sometimes those numbers are measured a little bit differently as you take a look at maybe a Baltimore Ravens, ground and pound. Eight-play drive, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Chew up six and a half minutes on the clock. Team has the lead. You can pin your ears back and get after the quarterback. Sometimes that changes a little bit with the philosophies because Dallas, 
quite contrary. They're going to score points this year. If Dak is a healthy mm-hmm. quarterback, he's going to approach 5,000 yards passing with that elite receiving crew. And they're also going to have the ability to salt them some of these football games away with Pollard and Zeke Elliott. So you're right. When you're trying to mask those defensive efficiencies, you want to get a good pass rush because if you have the lead, Kevin, in the fourth quarter, you can use what your strength will be. Parsons, Gregory, Lawrence getting after the pass rusher. That's what you want more times than not than saying, hey, we're down four points with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. We can't stop this other offense because they're doing whatever they want to us. It'll be interesting to watch you in 2021, but I do think they will be able to get home on the pass rush, and it's up to Dan Quinn to get that secondary figured out. A couple new players in the secondary, new scheme under Quinn. We'll see if it works. We're going to, again, continue to preview this game throughout today's show. In hour number two, the player props, your side, your total, a little bit more specific on those things. I'll just say right now, before you know, we get to the break there, we'll get to Hot or Not and some different things with this game still, Donnie. If I'm coming off a little negative on the Dallas Cowboys, it's more I'm just uncertain on some things around the Dallas Cowboys. But one thing, and I ended up being wrong about this, but I thought that this line would still creep back towards Dallas because initially this was under a touchdown. Maybe the Zach Martin thing didn't help here, but I still remained a little surprised that this number is eight and a half right now with this Dallas Cowboys team. I thought that they maybe would get a little bit more respect than this, and I'm still struggling to figure out is this Tampa love, Dallas skepticism, no Zach Martin. What's ultimately got us to this eight and a half point? Because you said it was going to move in this direction, Donnie. Yeah, I thought it would. And you really can't find too many people willing to back the Dallas Cowboys. But over the next couple of segments, you just might find one person that will be backing the Dallas Cowboys in some way, shape, or form tonight, Kevin. Just a little teaser. There are going to be a lot of numbers, I think, that will jump off of the page for this football game. And there is one specifically that I know my guy Donnie has been tracking, and it looks like perhaps some key numbers could be coming into play. I'm excited to talk about all of that. I'm also, again, very excited to talk about player props for this game. And one market that I think will be a lot of fun this year are your touchdown score markets. And not just any time touchdown score, but first touchdown score. Also, multiple touchdown scores. That is where we will start, hot or not, when we come right back here on the early line, continuing to talk Cowboys Bucks opening night of the NFL season. Keep it right here on the early line on SportsGrid. Loser. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on 
sports grid a little hot or not on an NFL opening night. We're going to Bucks Cowboys to start it off. An interesting market always on the FanDuel Sportsbook is for a player to have multiple touchdowns in a game. Donnie, hot or not, a player in Bucks Cowboys will score multiple touchdowns. Man, it's it's such a good one here because I'm going to go not. Just because it's opening night, maybe a sloppy first quarter, sloppy first few drives for both of these teams, which might wipe out a touchdown or two tonight. But having said that, there's a lot of really talented people in this game. So if you're looking at multiple touchdowns, hopefully it's Mike Evans, maybe it's Ronald Jones, maybe it's, you know, playoff Lenny out there running wild like he did at the end of the regular <laughs> season and well into the playoffs and Super Bowl. But also take a look from the Dallas Cowboys perspective here. CeeDee Lamb's out there. Amari Cooper's out here. Zeke is out here. I just think there's too many weapons on the field tonight. It's make, look, it's an, it's an abundance. It's an abundance out there. Anybody can score. If it was just like, hey, Mike Evans is out there, no Godwin, Antonio Brown, I'd say, you know what, in the red zone, they're probably going to target him multiple times. But I have to say, Kevin, I'm going to go not on this one. But if I were to say yes, and which player possibly would be the guy to score the two touchdowns here on opening night, if I'm looking towards Tampa Bay to probably win this football game, that's the way I would go. And I just, you know, spilled the beans a little bit. If Mike Evans is getting multiple targets in the red zone, he should be able to come yeah. down with possibly two of those versus the Dallas Cowboys secondary. I think it might be Mike Evans, but I'm going to go with a not where it's going to be a spread the wealth game out there on the outside, Kevin, with both teams wide receivers. Mike Evans had multiple, uh, multiple touchdown games last season. Mike Evans also scored a touchdown in the first five games of the year last year. There was also a bunch of them where he like wasn't healthy and all he was actually doing was catching touchdowns. He is a tremendous red zone threat that Tom Brady has found that connection with. And that's why it's very impressive but deserved that he is the favorite in this market at plus 650 as a wide receiver on a loaded team at the wide receiver position. Zeke Elliott is 7-1. to one. I think that Zeke's going to have himself a strong showing here. Again, the player props, the yardage props are going to be really interesting to discuss a little bit more in hour number two. These are the kind of markets where I'll always find myself a little bit more drawn, I think, to a running back because there will just probably be more opportunities. And Zeke is someone who I think they will not only be, of course, using in the backfield as a running back, but a pass catcher as well. Zeke was having a very, very strong start to last season out of the backfield as a pass catcher. And I think that could be an underrated part of his game this feels like a question just to fully answer it that is hot and that somebody will do it but i agree donnie it's probably going to be difficult to pin it down though again the two guys at the top mike evans for the bucks and zeke for the cowboys makes a lot of sense as we transition off this game for a little bit here there's a really interesting odds boost on the FanDuel sports book that involved the two west divisions the afc west and the NFC West that would provide a monster payday if this does come home. The boost, Donnie, is for six or more teams to make the playoffs from the NFC and AFC West divisions combining, of course, there. That payout goes from 10 to 1 to 15 to 1 if you cash that boost. It's a great boost, meaning price-wise, right? Who doesn't want to win a ticket for 15 to 1? But here's the issue that I'm coming down with. If it was 5, Kevin, and not 6, I might be a little bit more inclined to take this. But we're looking at two divisions. There's four teams in each division, so eight possible teams. Six of those to go to the playoffs seems a little bit too high for my liking because even if we take a look at the NFC West, which is so talented to me, probably the best division overall in football, the Rams, do I think it in the playoffs? Yeah. Do I think the 49ers get it? Yes, I do. Do I think the Seahawks will be lurking around the playoffs with Russell Wilson? Absolutely. And do I think the Cardinals are talented enough to make the playoffs? The Cardinals were in the NFC East. They'd probably be the favorites to win that division, but they are not. They're also going to play each other a lot during the football season, knocking each other down in the standings. So if we flip it over to the AFC West, the Denver Broncos, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Chargers, it's, it's clear. Kansas City is going to be winning that division if, as long as they stay healthy, and they're going to make the playoffs. The second-place team are, okay, we're leaning a lot on the Chargers here with Justin Herbert in his second season, who didn't play at all in the preseason. 
Tough game to start versus Washington opening day on the road. We'll see where they go with their season. The Denver Broncos, a lot of talent, but not able to work out their quarterback position just yet. Teddy Bridgewater, obviously the starter here to start the season. Who knows if Drew Locke will get that call if Teddy Bridgewater struggles. But I'm looking at one bona fide playoff team, and that's the Chiefs. The Broncos will be around the playoffs. The Chargers will be around the playoffs. I don't have that high hopes for the Las Vegas Raiders. But again, you need six of these eight teams in these divisions to make it. That's a tall task, but it's a big price at 15-1. to 1. I'm going to go not because maybe one of the divisions can get three in. I don't think both of these divisions, or Kevin, if you're saying the NFC West is going to have four teams get in and then maybe only two from the AFC West. But boy, oh boy, four teams making the playoffs for one division? I don't know. Yeah, that's where it's difficult. Now, again, the payday is wonderful on this boost. It's 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 going to be something that it's probably it's it's hard to imagine a world where a boost is going to pay out fifteen to one and people go, yep, slam it in the same way that we do some of the make the cut parlays, <laughs> right? I mean, you're talking about a monster deal here. The thing is, if it's not a perfect three for three, as Dottie mentioned, you need the NFC West. Let's be honest here; not it's not going to be the answer. You need the NFC West to occupy all of the wild card spots, and that is just an inherently difficult thing to do because. They're going to be beating up on one another. So what you'll really need is a bad Saints season, a bad Vikings season. The NFC East to repeat a lot of what they did last year in terms of their struggles if you're going to get the full NFC West to do there. The one thing I will say to kind of buoy and put a positive spin on this boost here is the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Niners are all favored to make the playoffs, and the Chiefs are the biggest favorites in the sport to make the postseason there. You're four out of six. So whether it is a good Arizona season or a Chargers or a Broncos or a Raiders, you're closer than maybe it would suggest. Again, 15 to 1 is a big old payday. There's also another market that has come available on the FanDuel Sportsbook where the favorites are a couple of guys at a 10 to 1 price. And it is a fascinating market and one I am so happy that we were able to see before this season started. And it is the AP. NFL Offensive Player of the Year Award because this award has started to take a shift. The three favorites are McCaffrey, Mahomes, and Derrick Henry all at 10 to 1. Donnie, my question for you, hot or not, and the this award will be won by a non-quarterback. <sighs> Boy. I mean, McCaffrey, Mahomes, Henry, as you said, Cook, Rodgers, Allen. Man, because it's almost interesting because how can you win the MVP if you're a quarterback but not be the best overall offensive Mm -hmm. player of the year? It sounds kind of strange, but sometimes they like to, you know, hand those awards out differently. Hey, he won the MVP, so give it to somebody else. But look at the odds, like how you structure it. McCaffrey, 10 to 1. Mahomes, 10 to 1. Derrick Henry, 10 to 1. You know what two of those three guys are, Kevin? They are running backs and not a quarterback. And then you have Dalvin Cook, 13 to 1. Aaron Rodgers, 13 to 1. I'm going to say yes. I'm actually going to say yes on this, and this is going to be hot for the reason I just said above. The MVP is going to be a quarterback, which means he really is the best Mm -hmm. offensive player in football, but he's masquerading as an Mm -hmm. MVP with the trophy, which means they are not going to give it to another quarterback. I doubt they're going to go, hey, Kevin, MVP of the league is going to be Patrick Mahomes, and then, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the offensive. But it doesn't even make sense. You can't differentiate. Wait, wait, how is this guy the offensive player of the year, but he didn't win MVP and they play the same positions? I think they have to split it up, Kevin. The MVP is definitely going to go to a quarterback. I like the fact you brought this question up because then that leads me to believe that you can't give it to another quarterback because the quarterback already won the MVP. Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, if one of those guys were even Dalvin Cook, let's just say they approach 1,800 rushing yards, they're going to get that, Kevin. 15, 16 touchdowns, they'll get that. I like where you're going here. I'm actually going to go, yes, a non-position player here is going to take that award. The thing is, though, it's ridiculous. Quarterbacks don't play offense. But... I like, because again, let's just all acknowledge that the MVP is a quarterback award at this point. And by the way, yes, it should be, okay? Enough with the Derrick Henry is the most valuable player in the league. No, he isn't. I like Derrick Henry. <laughs> Derrick Henry, very good. Not the most valuable player. It's fine. We need to clip this. But what you're, it's going to be a clip. But uh, yeah, here I go, right? Sorry, people of Tennessee. <laughs> I said Derrick Henry was good, but not the MVP. <laughs> Last year, 2,000 yards, fluke. Here we go. Get the, get the oh, team ready. Yes. Cut it out and send it out. Here's the deal. 
is look at the way the market is priced, though, is there's a shift in this award. Three of the last four winners have been non-quarterbacks. Here's the really interesting thing, though, when you look at those four years. 2017 is the year that Carson Wentz was going to win MVP, blew out his ACL, and it came down to Gurley, and it came down to Brady. They gave Brady the MVP. They gave Gurley the Offensive Player of the Year. It was a very underwhelming year after Wentz's injury. 2018, Mahomes goes out there, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, an unreal season, takes home both. 2019, Michael Thomas broke the single-season reception record, and last year, Derrick Henry ran for 2,000 yards. So this is why, Donnie, I wanted to make sure that I brought this up because it feels like this award is shifting away from the quarterback position, which I like, although I think then they should explicitly say this is no longer going to be given to any quarterbacks. But if you look even specifically at those two players that were non-quarterbacks that took it home, you're talking about historic all-time seasons for Michael Thomas and Derrick Henry. And I wonder, is that what it's going to take for a non-quarterback to still win Offensive Player of the Year? Yeah, no, and you're right. It's a couple really good spots that you're bringing up here. But I do think, like also, Kevin... We have the different eye plane. You've heard me use this terminology throughout the summer and through the offseason once we knew there was going to be a 17-game football season. You can get buoyed. Remember before, like, hey, uh, 1,600 yards, what a great season. The average is 100 per game. Well, that 1,600 yards could turn into 1,700. The same way as, like, ooh, that quest for 2,000. If you get 1,900 yards, ah, just short of it. But you have the extra game now to get it here. I wonder if that also puts that whole statistical category into another realm mm-hmm. because you are getting the extra game. If you're playing 17 games, that's another chance to get 100 yards. So maybe if you looked at a running back at 1650, now turns into 1750, you're more palpable to give that guy the award than maybe not last year. So maybe the running backs here have an advantage if they can stay healthy because those numbers could be eye-popping. Here's my favorite bet in this market. 24 to 1, Travis Kelsey. He was right in the thick of this race last year. If he breaks a bunch of tight end records, he almost led the NFL in receiving yards last year. If he leads the NFL in receiving yards at the tight end position, they'll have no problem giving Mahomes MVP, which would be great, and then giving Travis Kelsey offensive player of the year. I think at 24 to 1, he jumps off of the page. We're coming up against the break. I've already now upset the people of Tennessee. I'm on fire this week. Upset the people of Buffalo earlier uh, last week here. Why not keep it rolling? We're taking a break. We come back. (laughs) One more hot or not that I was robbed of doing last week. We're now I'll probably upset the people of Los Angeles. Donnie can continue to tell people about a player he discovered and a player who was going to win MVP But will he finish on top of the home run race? You know what we're talking about. We're breaking it all down next right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, quick segment before we hit our number two. Going to continue to break down Bucks cowboys We'll have some good NFL news and notes for you. And, of course, we'll squeeze in some Major League Baseball preview. But I have a Major League Baseball, hot or not, that is way more relevant than you would think because Shohei Otani continues to lead Major League Baseball in home runs at 43. But the lead is dwindling. Donnie, hot or not, Shohei Otani will win the or will not win the home run crown oh see that now you're trying to trip me up on these answers too to try to get me to say the wrong thing here so this is an absolute otani will not win the crown that is not hot right here he is absolutely going to win this crown i'm not going to accept this slander anymore for Shohei otani we are the show of the people here on the early line and i feel like sometimes kevin mm-hmm. i'm the only one here with the people here saying yes Shohei otani is going to win this battle 43 home runs he has currently right now. Salvador Perez, 42. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 41. And how about this, by the way, real quick? Vladdy, 41 home runs. Simeon, 38 home runs. What an addition there with Mark Simeon coming over, Marcus Simeon coming over to Toronto. But Otani, he has one goal in mind for the rest of the season. Not pitching at this point, just hitting home runs. Swing from your heels every single time. I still think he has an outside chance to get 50 home runs, but I will not accept this slander anymore to Shohei Otani here. I've been the guy from day one on this show saying he's the best player in baseball and will lead the league in home runs, and I stand by that with conviction. He will, Kevin. He mm-hmm. will. You know, I, I, I learned from pro wrestling that you are supposed to lean in to what works. I got to just lean into it. He's not going to win the home run crown because apparently oh. his approach to only hitting home runs broke everything for Shohei Otani. He's batting 211 over the last 30 days. All he does is strike out now. Now, look, what he does as a pitcher, don't worry, he'll still win the MVP. I'm not going that far, no matter what the headline of his YouTube videos end up going to say. But I don't think he's going to win the home run crown. Salvi's one away, Vladdy's two away, and they're going to chase down Otani, it looks like. I hate to say it, or do I? I don't know. What I do know is hour number two is next. We keep talking some NFL news and notes. Sometimes winning just comes down to attitude. Well, that and listening to us 16 hours a day. Just saying. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.